G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, feels a little unusual, doesn't it? Starting the week on 2020 on a Tuesday and coming right to our update on breaking news headlines out of Israel. Ron Ross is back with us. Hi, Ron. Welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Hey, Ron, uh, happy Easter to you. I hope you had a pleasant Easter long weekend. We did indeed. Talk to people everywhere. Okay, well, you've been scouring the headlines once again, as we do each week, looking at those things that are coming out of Israel. Let's start with some of the headlines that are coming. Israel's leadership crisis likely to outlive the coronavirus predicament. Yeah, that's causing grave concern in Israel. Benny Gantz and Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu jointly requested President Rivlin to extend the Kahal Lavan leader's mandate to form a coalition as they continued negotiations to reach an agreement on a unity government that could tackle the coronavirus crisis. Rivlin accepted the request, giving Gantz until last night. Kahal Laban and Likud decided to resume negotiations. Benjamin Netanyahu and Benny Gantz started the meeting at 8 a.m. this morning our time. So there may be news during the day, but I can tell you the uh, Israeli population is not impressed that politics is taking these guys into a place of confusion while the people need protection. Absolutely. Hey, Ron, Easter, it's been quiet for everyone here. Uh, We've been in our own lockdown situation, but Easter in Jerusalem, I imagine, is usually very, very much a bustling place, uh, very different this year. Yeah, it's usually filled with thousands of Christian pilgrims from around the world walking in the footsteps of Jesus. But the Via Dolorosa was empty. Good Friday, another victim of the coronavirus pandemic disrupting everything, including major religious holidays. Very devastating is how the very Reverend Dr. Hassam Noom, Bishop-elect of the Anglican Church in Jerusalem, said. On March 18, Israel announced that foreigners who are not Israeli citizens or permanent residents would not be allowed to enter the country. Since so many people can't make the trip to Israel because of COVID-19 travel restrictions, Noam tried to bring Easter to them. He's been conducting streaming services from St. George's Cathedral for the past two weeks on his Facebook page. The church in the Christian quarter of Jerusalem's old city, the site where Christians say that Jesus was crucified, buried and resurrected, was closed to the public from March 25. It's been a very quiet time in Jerusalem. You know, there's an old saying, isn't there? Necessity is the mother of invention. And it looks like from the headlines that some Israeli high school students have developed a robot to protect doctors and hospital staff from the coronavirus. How does this headline look, Ron? Isn't youth a wonderful thing? Robotics club at Haifa High School. 
has teamed up with engineers at the world-class Technion Israeli Institute of Technology and developed a robot that will help medical workers keep their distance from coronavirus-infected patients. Dubbed the Corobot, the remote-controlled service trolley allows medicine and food to be delivered to patients without another person present, driving right up to the patient's bed and complete with a computer tablet to allow two-way communication. The robot was tested last week, showing officials at Haifa's Rambam Medical Centre how it can also be used to carry equipment to the coronavirus isolation ward to the protective rooms. Like with a remote control car, an operator uses a radio control device to steer the robot. As of last week, almost 3,000 medical staff at Israel's hospitals were in mandatory isolation after being exposed to somebody carrying the virus. That total included 631 doctors, 1,023 nurses, and 1,220 medical staff. What a blessing the robot will be. Well, uh, not just a novelty, becomes an essential part of activity in a hospital uh, at a time like this. Hey, Ron, we've noted that our tourism centres around Australia have taken a real hit so far as coronavirus and the effects on our tourism industry. Uh, give us some insights into what the headlines are saying about the tourism industry in uh, Israel. What's happening? Well, Israel's southernmost city of Alat has been the hardest hit by the wave of unemployment triggered by the virus outbreak, with 70% of its workforce currently without a job. According to the report from the Israel Employment Service, the workforce in the coastal city is overwhelmingly employed in the tourist industry, in hotels, restaurants, cafes and other leisure outlets. And as these businesses close, workers found themselves fired or forced to take unpaid leave. Aside from Milat, the damage caused to the Israel economy is being the most felt among the ultra-Orthodox and Arab communities where unemployment keeps rising at an alarming rate. The ultra-Orthodox settlement of Bita Ilat has 52% unemployment, likely stemming from the fact many of the residents work in the sector's now shuttered education system. The Arab city of Nazareth follows with a 47% unemployment rate. It's dismal times, and we pray for those people to be blessed. Ron, Easter here in Australia doesn't always align perfectly with the Passover celebration in Israel, but the last day of Passover actually coming up this coming Thursday. What's so significant about this coming Thursday? The last day of Passover is called Shavay Shel Pesach, which is the seventh day of Passover. On the 15th of Nisan, on the Jewish calendar, the children of Israel left Egypt. Actually, the moment of liberation was the night before. While the children of Israel were in their homes in the middle of the night, God struck the Egyptians with the plague of the firstborn. All the Egyptians' firstborn died. This plague drove the Egyptian king Pharaoh to tell the Israelites, get up and get out from among my people. The nation left Egypt in the next morning and for six days wandered through the Sinai Desert until it reached the shores of the Red Sea. Meanwhile, the Egyptian king had a change of heart, 
and with his army of chariots as it chased after the liberated nation. As the Israelite nation stood on the banks of the sea, the Egyptian army came up behind it. The nation was caught between the sea and the pursuing army with no reasonable chance of salvation. During this confusing and despairing time, there were those who turned to prayer and cried out to God for salvation. Others attacked Moses and accused him of leading them into this dangerous adventure. There were those who despaired and wanted to surrender, and those who preferred to jump into the sea and commit suicide, just not to return to the horrific slavery in Egypt. Then the surprise divine directive was given. The Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry out to me? Speak to the children of Israel and let them travel. And you raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and split it. And the children of Israel shall come into the midst of the sea on dry land. Exodus 14:15. This is the initial description of the event known as parting of the Red Sea. And if we look carefully from the order of things, it seems that the children of Israel were commanded to walk into the sea even before it was split. They were told to enter the sea, and only then the sea split. The children of Israel were being asked to be partners in a divine act. Indeed, God is omnipotent, but he demands that every man be an active partner taking part in progress. When the children of Israel stood on the banks of the sea, the active role they were asked to take was to enter the sea with faith that God had not abandoned them, and he who had taken them out of Egypt would save them from the current adversity. Praise God. When everything seems impossible, we're encouraged, Ron, as we apply that into our current circumstances, that God is able to make a way. And a really powerful story, a really powerful reflection on Passover coming to that culmination this coming Thursday. Ron Ross, always appreciate your insights. Thank you so much for delivering some great breaking news headlines for us out of Israel, the Holy Land, and uh, the Lord's rich just blessing on you ahead today. And you too, brother. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 